this morning, as you know, I'm preaching at 10.30. So I arranged for someone to come in and teach the class. And this man is my friend, Rob Williams. He and I have hung out together for a long time. Rob is with Campus Crusade for Christ. He's the director of Internet uh, Ministries with the Global... What's it called, Rob? Global Technology Office of Campus Crusade, meaning he knows a lot about marketing, knows a lot about computers and blogging and all of those kind of things that some of us know about, some of us don't know anything about. And anyway, a few weeks ago, Rob and I were talking, and I knew that Rob has a blog and that he's pretty uh, wild about blogging as a way of reaching our culture with the gospel. Now, me... I, that's a world that I'm completely unfamiliar with. However, I'm trying to become more familiar with it. I even started a blog last week, believe it or not. And it may die. You know, it may be, just be crashed and fail. But after talking to Rob, I think I know why blogging can be an important thing for Christians to know about and do. Yeah, you may leave this class today thinking, well, that's just not for me. That's okay. Because at least you will become more familiar with the world of blogging. And what is a blog? I mean, does everybody know what is a blog? I hope you do. He'll tell you what it is if you don't. And, uh, and maybe you've even begun to wonder, maybe I could dabble with that a little bit. Now, you may be wondering, what in the world does this have to do with apologetics? Well, not much. <laughs> Actually, I don't think, uh, I, I think it does. When I talked to Rob a few weeks ago about coming in the class, you remember one of the things we've been talking about? We're going to resume, by the way, next week. I'll be back and we'll do, um, we'll get back to our apologetics list of questions because I was sick last week. Doug Leopard graciously filled in. Uh, but we're going to get back to that. But I do think that what we've been talking about is not just answering people's questions, but engaging people, uh, listening to them, asking them questions. And believe it or not, you might not know it, but a blog can be a way of listening to people, asking them questions and li listening to their questions, and maybe even answering them. So blogging could become a vehicle for apologetics in the 21st century. Wilder things have happened. So with that in mind, uh, Rob's going to talk to you today about would the Apostle Paul blog? That's the, that's the subject. That's the question. Uh, Rob, why don't I lead in prayer, and then I'll turn it over to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a new day and um, praise you that you've provided this time when the adults of UPC can come together to discuss and pray and talk and learn from your word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will use Rob today to help this class become more in tune with what is happening in our world, with the goal of becoming more involved with them as ministers of the gospel. And uh, we pray that you'll be pleased in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, have fun. I'm going to listen to the MP3. Thanks. <clears throat> Good morning. How is everybody? Well, as Mike said... Um, we're going to be talking about blogging, spiritual things. Uh, you know, I feel like we're in church, so we have to talk a little bit about spiritual application, right? But we're going to talk about blogs, too. And so how do all, all of this fit together? Um, so what I want to do first is just 
start by asking you guys to kind of turn in your tables and maybe get together with a few of you and um and discuss before we get too far into this what do you know about blogs just kind of discuss among yourself and then with what you know about blogs and what you know about the apostle paul would the apostle paul use blogs now i understand that some of you may be going maybe may be thinking i don't know what blogs are so i have no idea what the answer is that's okay because I want to want to kind of discuss that a little bit. So, if you would go ahead and just turn in your groups and and um, and just start and just ask that. I'll bring us back in a, in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back. Uh, some of you have come in since we uh, broke to start discussing. We're we're talking about blogs, about how they can be used in ministry, and kind of the prevailing question is, would the Apostle Paul blog. So let me ask you, what, what are um, what's some of your some of your feedback to? Uh, well, what do you know about blogs? Just give me a couple of responses back. What do you know about them? Right. So our pastor was was talking about what he's uh, been reading while he was on sabbatical and what he's learning. Okay. So keeping the family updated about the new baby and all that, sharing pictures and, and updates and how many changes that they've had and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what else? Are you, do any of you read blogs very often? Do you even know that you're reading blogs very often? Of course, you probably wouldn't be able to answer that. <laughs> okay. With what you know about blogs and what you know about the Apostle Paul, do you think he would blog yes yeah, so any any opposed to that anyone think he probably wouldn't he, he'd, have, he'd have a ghost blogger for <laughs> for him. yeah maybe he was pretty uh always on the go i don't know if he could sit long enough to he could sit long enough to write a write a letter but it may have taken him a week or so to get that done the blog you gotta you gotta get it done quick I don't know. Well, the reason why we um, we're talking about blogs is because we're going to get into it more. But blogs are are conversations. They're online conversations. I I got started in blogging probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And the first the first time that my blog really took off was when Hurricane Charlie came through. And I was just still trying to figure out what's this blog thing all about? Is this something that I should put my time and effort into? But when the hurricane came, for some reason I decided to start posting quick updates about what was going on. And I let a a few people know. I went to a discussion board um, that was for, uh, for Clemson fans and just told them, hey, just I know some of you know people down here, and I'm I'm going to be blogging and posting updates about as this as Hurricane Charlie comes through. And I let someone else know in Campus Crusade uh, that we're doing that. And an email went out for all the staff uh, with Campus Crusade around the world to to give updates because you know our international headquarters here in Orlando, and Hurricane Charlie's coming through. Lots of people were curious, and so everyone started coming to this blog. While I'm while the hurricane's coming through, and I'm posting updates every every few minutes if I can. Any any time you know as the, as the winds got stronger, 
there are over 800, 900 people a day coming to the, to the blog just trying to get updates of, of what's going on. And people were writing me and leaving comments and having these conversations. I did it again when Francis, um, Hurricane Francis came through. And of course, we boarded up for that one. And one time I, I wrote about, there, I heard this thud on our, on our door. And I didn't know what it was because everything was boarded up. And so I posted that. And um, a little bit later, I got a comment from this couple in Texas, this guy in Texas. And he said, you know, we, we've been reading your blog during these hurricanes. We're just riveted. We've been talking about, you know, what could that have been? And they were, they, they were so <laughs> freaked out themselves. I mean, they were probably more freaked out than we were. And so I said, well, I'll, you know, as soon as there's a lull in the, in the winds, I'll run around back and see what it was. And sure enough, it was just this four-foot pine limb that was about an inch thick, you know, nothing big, just but made a nice thud against the, uh, against the, 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 uh, the boards on the door. And so I posted that, and people were happy. Conversations were happening, you know. <laughs> it's just crazy. And I, I saw this, and I thought, this is just, this is wild. And so I, I just started pursuing it more and more. But as Christians, you know, we are to have conversations. I mean, that is, that is basically what our life is about, is conversations, obviously, with, with God and with others. <clears throat> In 1 Corinthians, it talks about <clears throat> having godly conversations. It says, if any, any unbelieving outsider walks in on a service... When people are speaking out God's truth, the plain words will bring them up against the truth and probe their hearts. And before you know it, they're going to be on their faces before God, recognizing that God is among you. In other words, as we're having these conversations, people, uh, people are seeing what we're talking about and understanding who, more about who God is. We're going to talk about how this applies to blogs. Um, we have, we're told to have graceful conversations. Let your conversations always be full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. And we're to have continual conversations. So everywhere we go, we tell everyone about Christ. We, and of course, I'm not even mentioning other scriptures that you might be thinking of, like the Great Commission, go and tell, go, go and talk, and have, have all these conversations. Well, Paul had plenty of conversations. He, he, his letters were to be read to others. Um, Plenty of times at the end of these letters it says, now make sure you pass this on to so-and-so, give greetings to these other people. Other people are sending their greetings. We're, you know, he's having this conversation. As opposed to just a letter out. Once and that's it. Do you think they encourage conversation? We are still talking about him. So, yeah. So, you meet people, and, and how do you interact with them? Um, what I wanted to, 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 to today is, is that you can meet and interact with people online blogs. So, what is a blog? First of all, it's just it's a web It's very easy. It's easy to publish, to push them up online real fast. It's very easy to do, but mostly... Blog is a conversation you invite other people to giving people update what he's so it's what he what he is dealing with friend of mine Julie and 
don't think Kristen and Ajax would do a lot of blah, blah, blah. They're a little too young. But, but this is family. He posts some updates there, too, too. But it's for the family. They could be for news. See, news, college. So I go, always posting reverse. Run for effective votes. We can use the people coming to the site. Keep, keep, what all we're thinking. I would read through the goal would be and you read about two chapters. Blog and just just posted to and and we're having. You can see two comments, two comments, five comments. This depends on the day. depends on how busy it is. But this has become a ministry. We just post what's go what chapters we're going to read, and then people just comment. This is what I this is what I thought about what I read. It's conversations. So let's compare a blog to just a website because I've heard I've heard a lot of people say uh, I'm not sure if, was that a blog or was that a website well let's kind of look at look at the difference a traditional website it's kind of like the evening news you sit there you take it in uh, very little interaction but you're getting fed all, all this information a blog is more like a coffee shop discussion where you sit down you're, you're getting the news but you're getting the news that you really care more about because it's what your friends are talking about and you're and you're conversing about it and you're having this, this conversation so that's kind of a rough comparison of the two a blog is a website it's just slightly different um, some of the things that are different is it has a different kind of personality a different structure to it the way you see it um, you can have subscriptions and you can have a lot more interaction with a blog. So a blog's personality. Um, see, doesn't she have a lot of personality? That's my wife. Um, blogs have a have a personality that 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 leads to conversation. They they can be witty. They can be pensive. They can be all sorts of different layers to it. it, it I've seen some that are, that just post links to other places, and, and that's it. So it's it's just no comments, just a resource. But they can they can have all sorts of uh, personalities to it. Blogs are timely, typically. Some people aren't very good at, at updating their blogs, but typically they're they're timely. So things are coming out more often, more frequently, and they're designed to carry a conversation. That's that's their goal. Um, they have their own structure. They, with the, the neat thing about a blog, see, in the in the old days, to to create a, a website, you had to know all sorts of stuff. You had to have all these tools in place. You had to know how to program a website. How do you get the image to be over here and the text over there and all that stuff? Blogs have, have come along, where all you need is an ID and a password, and you choose a template, and it builds the structure for you, so you don't have to worry about all that. This is a, a screenshot of, of our website, and it's not really easy to, to see because I had to shrink it down. But each post um, is a unique web page in the site. Now, I don't know. I'm going to kind of play dumb and just 
make sure you understand a post the whole thing is a blog <clears throat> and a blog is made up of posts on this one what the top post starts with CCC Katrina and CNN tonight and it goes all the way down to the blue text and then the next one starts with why we offer so many ways so each each one of those sections is a post each of those posts has its own unique web address so it's it's like its own web page the home page of a blog pulls it all together and puts the most recent up at the top that's one reason why people keep coming back to them because it keeps the most frequent or the, the most uh, current conversation at the top each post has its own timestamp so you know when it was it was posted and each post is archived so everything is you can always find these conversations and on ours we've got different pages topics um, archives by date so you can <clears throat> and a search box so you can go find all these different conversations and, and go interact with them so that's one nice thing about a blog is it's got the structure built in um, to enable conversations now this is something I'm, I'm just going to touch on I don't know if if uh, many of you understand uh, RSS and, and that's okay you don't need to but I, I do want to touch on it because all blogs have this subscription built-in technology uh, for it it's called RSS really simple syndication this is going to end up being something that you'll learn if you don't know about it you'll be learning more about it in the, in the coming years because Microsoft when they release their new updates for their browser and their um, outlook and all that it's going to have this stuff built in where you go to a website and you say I want to keep tabs on this website I want to know when it's updated and you click the RSS button and it'll it'll let you know when that site has been updated when that blog has been updated when the next post has gone up so you don't have to keep going back to that site and see hey did they did they update it ah, no they didn't I'm going to go to this other blog I like ah, eh, shoot they didn't either and you just kind of been wasting your time what this does is, is it'll let you know kind of like with emails it's kind of like an email subscription um, so to read RSS feeds you need an RSS reader uh, just like in order to read email you need an email reader blog lines is is a free website where you can get all that set up and, and start subscribing to stuff if we want to talk about RSS we can talk about all that later the, all this subscription stuff we can talk about it later I just wanted to point just bring it up so you know this is something that's built in and it's and it's really cool for a lot of people because this is how a lot of people are accessing the internet is by by these subscriptions but then there's also blog interaction um, that is built into the to the sites conversation continues because of the comments um, I took this quick screenshot from my wife's <clears throat> blog she wrote about um, we got to go see stomp um, here in here in Orlando and and Annette uh, left a comment on February 11th and there's her comment and, and of course anyone else can can leave a reply just by putting in your name uh, a valid email address your website if you have one leave a type in a comment and hit submit and away you go it's added to the to the conversation you're contributing one other way that that blogs interact with each other a lot of people like to link to each other around so the reason why I'm bringing all this up and why we're talking about all this is because I want you to see kind of the anatomy of a blog, what it's about. And maybe it's been implied, but and maybe we haven't talked too much about, uh, we haven't talked much about how this can be used in a, in a Christian 
context or in a or in why Paul might use this. Um, but this is where we're going to kind of turn that corner and talk about that. What I want to do is encourage you guys to begin to get involved with blogs. You don't have to create one, but you can join a current blog conversation. And you can also start a new blog conversation if you, if you wanted to. This is how, how you would do that. To join a conversation, first thing you'd want to do is find and read blogs. Then there's, there's a couple of simple tools out there. Google has a, a blog search um, a website where you can just type in anything and it'll search all the blogs that Google knows about. Technorati is another website that's a search engine. When I took this screenshot yesterday, they, they say they have indexed 31.3 million blogs, which is pretty pretty accurate from, from the things I've read about you know, over 30 million blogs out there. And so they'll search through it, and so you just type in a topic or, or whatever you, you're curious about. You can type in Jesus or UPC and see if anyone anyone out there is blogging about or writing about these topics. So go and read those read those blogs, leave a comment on one of their posts, and then check to see what they're doing. Uh, go back a little bit later and see if there's been any additions to that conversation. You can continue continue those conversations. I've had several of those where uh, I saw a post. Sometimes I monitor who's writing about Campus Crusade. And it's very interesting to see what they're doing. I'll, I'll go to Technorati. I've actually set this up to do it all automatically for me, but same thing is go to Technorati, type, type in, in quotes, Campus Crusade, so I get the whole phrase. And then it gives me a list of all the most recent people who have been blogging about Campus Crusade. Some of them hate it, hate Campus Crusade. And, and you know, one, I remember one said, well, it's Tuesday night, and I'm, I'm in my dorm room, and I've got the lights turned off because the Campus Crusade is going to be coming by in a, in a few minutes, and I'm tired of it. So you read those, but then you also read people that say, I just got back from campus, you know, going to New Orleans um, with Campus Crusade to help rebuild some of the houses there, and it, it changed my life, and it's just been incredible. So you can you can read both both sets of these. And, and every once in a while, I've gone to interact with some of those people and say, you know, I'm glad you're sharing that, or I'm glad that this happened, or, have, you know, whatever. Because every time someone makes a blog post, they're inviting conversation right after that because it says, do you have any comments? So sometimes I'll leave a comment. It's the conversation. It's, it's continue to, continuing to join the conversation. But you can also create a conversation yourself. And you do that by starting a blog. <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it. Um, all that's required is content, which is stuff that you write about. Hosting, which is just where the blog uh, is going to be kept online. And a commitment to, to stick with it and, you know, at some sort of interval. There's free hosting uh, for you through blogger.com and wordpress.com. And by the way, what, I, what I'm going to do is I have already set up on on my uh, our ministry blog at orangejack.com. Actually, um, after this is over, all the notes are going to be up there, the PowerPoint. You, you'll, you can download it and all that. And I've listed all the links that I've talked about here. So uh, I'm not necessarily referring to any, any URLs, but you can go to our website and you can click through, like, where to find, where to go to, 
to get a new blog at Blogger or WordPress, I have a comparison on there of the two, what, which one you'd want to choose if you wanted to start, and pros and cons, and that type of thing. So I'm just not going to go into it much now, unless we have time at the end and you have questions, which I think we will. Be creative. There's a website out there called Flickr.com where if you're into photography, you can take your photos and post them up there. And, and Flickr is just simply a, a blog. It's a photo blog. The content is your photo. Then you can leave a description underneath it. Uh, you can title it. People come and comment. Uh, you can create sets and, and all this stuff. But be creative. Maybe I, I think there's a, there's a place for people taking uh, creative photography and using it to initiate spiritual conversations. Um, I just haven't, I've been trying to explore that myself. I haven't really gotten there yet, but, you know, be creative. There's another, this is another free site that you can use to, to try and do that. So I want to give you some applications to consider, to, to think through and pray about. One is to participate in an online conversation somewhere. And here's a couple of ideas. The Da Vinci Code movie, as you are well aware of, is coming out this summer. The book has been a mega hit, and there's all sorts of controversy and, and stuff around, the, around the, the movie and the book. I have helped create this a blog called DiscussDaVinci.com with some of our staff with Campus Crusade up in Canada. We're still building it out, so it is live, but it's not complete yet. Uh, we don't have everything done, but we launched it this week. And uh, the first post, there was probably about 20, 25 comments left on it already, and, and we've posted a couple of, couple of posts since then, and each one's having two or three comments already. So as, but as we get going, and as the, we get closer to the movie coming out, and the movie coming out, and, and being out, and all people are going to want to discuss things about the Da Vinci Code. Well, one thing that we want and uh, want people to do, and people like yourself, is come check out this website. We'll initiate the conversations. You guys participate in it. Our prayer is that non-Christians are going to be coming to this site and trying to figure out what is the deal with with the Da Vinci Code and Jesus and all that. And, and you can have a ministry with them right there in the conversations. In, in the comments, they someone says, I'm curious about it. You could follow up and say, hey, I can tell you about it, and I'll tell you a little bit right here if you want. You can email me off offline or whatever. So I encourage you, get involved with something like, like DiscussDaVinci.com. Or um, before Easter, uh, we're, you know, when Lent ends, the Lent challenge is going to keep going. We just started Luke, and so you Obviously, it's too late to be able to do the, the entire thing of reading all four Gospels, but you could read Luke and John with us daily. Uh, we take Sundays off and read the same passages that we're reading and then come and leave some comments. You know, what did you, you learn in it? What did you think about it? What, what spoke out to you? So those are some ideas of, of joining the conversation. The others are, you know, go find some blogs that, that you're interested in. Another application to consider is initiate your own online conversation. You're the expert on something. You know something about something. So 
tell people about it. You know, maybe you know all about knitting and you have all sorts of things that you've done and you want to share that with other people. Or maybe um, you're like me and you don't really know a lot about anything, so you just kind of post about whatever. Well, that's what I do. Uh, lately, most of my posts have been about how bad I'm doing at, at picking uh, the winners in the NCAA brackets. Apparently this year I'm very bad at it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm posting about that and telling them this is what, you know, here's my picks. You know, and remarkably people keep coming. I still have about 100 people a day coming to, to my site reading this stuff. I have no idea why, but they are. Um, I can have a ministry with this. Some of these people I have been able to, to talk with um, offline. I, I've made friends. Uh, with people I've never met. Some people I've actually met in person because I've met them through through our blogs. It's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, use a blog to start some spiritual conversations. You know, be creative. Think through what what are some things you're learning. What are, what are you an expert on? Maybe you know. Maybe you've been studying the Book of Job, and you understand the Book of Job really well. Well, why not daily or weekly or every couple of days, start posting. Here's some of my notes as I've been reading through the book of Job. Here's some things that I've learned. I don't know. It doesn't have to be Job. It could be anything. Just just trying to get you thinking. Think creatively. Um, how can you start some spiritual conversations? Another one, create a group blog for your home group. See, with a blog, you can have several people be co-authors. Um, you don't have to be the only one. So like for example, for my wife and I, I have my own personal blog. She has her own personal blog. But then we also have a blog that we run together um, our, for our ministry. And we both co-blog. So she will log in and post something. I can log in and post something and, and get it done. Try this with your home group. Maybe you, know, you, give a, you create one and everyone from the home group starts posting stuff. And you can post your news and announcements and uh, silly things. And basically getting to know each other a little bit better outside of the hour and a half a week that you get together. Or another thing is maybe everyone in the home group starts their own blog where they talk about their own things, so it's more individual and more about what you're, what you're into yourself, but you're all networked by linking to each other and checking each other's sites and uh, seeing, what they're, seeing what each person's talking about. My encouragement and my role in ministry is to try to use the net for ministry. Now, this verse is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but Jesus did say, throw the net off the right side of the boat and see what happens. And they did what he said, and all of a sudden there were so many fish in it that he, they weren't even strong enough to pull it in. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to kind of use the net on the right side and see what happens. I encourage you, why don't you give it a shot? You know, the net does not have to be this dirty, awful place. Um, it is in many, many corners and in many places. But we can redeem that. We can, we can, we can bring that back. Not only that, but with blogs, the way it's going now, it's so easy to join the conversation. It's uh, it's easy to stay quiet while other people are talking about stuff. And and it's just interesting because people are saying, "Here's what I have to say about." this topic, anything, politics, religion, my dog, you know, and then they say, here's what I have to say about it. What do you have to say about it? Leave a comment. 
gosh, didn't, I mean, didn't we just look at how, how we've been told we need to continue the conversation so that we, everywhere we go, we tell everyone about Christ? Well, here's a very unique opportunity. I, I did not look at my blog stats um, before, I, before I came here, but another way I've been interacting with people online is by answering emails that come into some of the different Campus Crusade websites. People who are indicating that they have prayed to receive Christ or have uh, prayed to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit or they have some questions. And this week alone, I have helped and, and ministered to people. Let me think. There was a guy in New Zealand. There was a guy in Quebec. Um, New Jersey, Ireland. The guy in Ireland, we talked several times. He's looking for a, now that he, he's looking for a local church, and so I helped him try to find a, a local church there in Ireland. Told him I'd rather come and help him find a local church, but <laughs> I don't think he's going to help me get there to talk to him. Uh, people in the Philippines. I mean, it's just incredible. I didn't. I didn't leave my debt. I had my cup of coffee and my laptop, and I'm sitting here helping someone in the Philippines, uh, helping someone in Ohio, in New Jersey, in Ireland, work through some of, some of these issues that they said, I've just prayed to receive Christ. What do I do now? You know, what's, what's my next step? So I encourage you to, to check out some of this stuff. This can happen on blogs, or other people have done the work to get lots of traffic coming to their sites and, and having the questions, and they need volunteers. So we can, we can kind of talk about that if you want. We have plenty of time, um, and this is the end, sort of. Um, like I mentioned, this presentation, the, the MP3, uh, are going to all be online at orangejack.com. That's, that's the one website you've got to write down and remember um, so that you can come back to, to get all this stuff. It's orangejack.com, and if you want to know the story behind that, um, I'll field questions later. But um, the other thing is join our conversations. Patricia and I, like I said, I've, we have our own ministry blog at orangejack.com. I have my conversations that I'm starting at rob.orangejack.com. Patricia has hers at patricia.orangejack.com. We invite you to come and, come and join our conversations. Uh, be, a part of, be a part of ours if you'd like. So that's pretty much it. Um, that's pretty much all I have uh, for now. So let me ask you guys, what, do you have any questions? Do you have any comments about blogs or using them for spiritual matters? Or, or maybe those of you who are blogging, have, have you had any conversations that have been significant or interesting? Yeah, there are ways to, to monitor how many people are coming to your blog. Depending on how you get your blog set up, if you go through some of this free hosting stuff, you're, you know, for free you, you don't get as, as much. Uh, if you pay money to do other types of blog services, you get more services. Or you have to learn some other tricks because there's other free things online and you have to sign up for those and then 
insert code into your blogs and that type of thing to be able to read the, the statistics. But um, there are, let's see, with with our our three blogs here, <coughs> with our with Orange Jack and then mine and my wife's. Right now we're averaging about 200 a day coming to coming to those three, um, that little network, about 200 a day or so. Actually, most of the people who are coming to mind is it's really funny. I'm a I'm a big fan of the show Lost. Anyone else watch Lost in here? A couple people. Okay. Well, they they've introduced this new character on there um, who's part of the others, and his name's Henry Gale, and I uh, I realized. I don't know how. I think I realized this by looking at someone else's blog that Henry Gale is a uh, is a character from The Wizard of Oz. Um, that was Uncle Henry, and so I was like, "Oh wow!" And I started making, and I started thinking about these, you know, how what what are the writers of Lost doing? Are they trying to give us tips, or is this character is he is he trying to dupe these guys with this this name and everything? So I wrote up this whole thing about Henry Gale and Lost, and, and it turns out I'm getting probably about a hundred. 100 people every couple days coming and finding that that page because for whatever reason in Google if you do a search for Henry Gale and Lost uh, my that page that post comes up in the top five and people are coming and I'm realizing wow if if people are coming to my blog to read about Henry Gale and Lost you know how can I transition that over into more spiritual conversations because most of these people aren't leaving any comments but they're reading what I had to say and then leaving. Some people will leave a comment. So still working through how do, how, how do we turn all this into a ministry? And some of that's, that's kind of new. Uh, this is a new technology. We're trying to figure it out. But there are ways to find out how many people are coming. Um, because you're right, most people who come to a blog will not leave a comment. So it's hard, hard to know how many people, like on that Lent challenge, showed those three posts and it said two comments, two comments, five comments. So you would, one would think, well, it doesn't look like there's much happening here because there may only be two or three, potentially up to five people who are concerned about this. Well, that's actually not the case. There was at least 200 people or so early on and I provided a printout of the schedules and I know of several people who printed it out and took it and have not come back to the website, but is that is that blog being effective? It's still effective. Um, I just don't have any stats to, to reflect that. But there's still about 20 or so coming every day. And because I mentioned that subscriptions thing with the RSS, I know how many people are subscribed, which is another 20 or so, and those people may not come to the blog itself. The way the subscriptions work is that text will be sent over to the subscription reader, the RSS reader, and you can read the information there and don't have to come back to the website and you won't, it won't show up in the, in the statistics. So there's all sorts of, all sorts of uh, things to, components to that answer, but yes, there are ways to, to monitor and to see how many people are, are actually interacting. Yeah. You're right. The internet um, is very public. Everything is out there. Google has done a very good job at doing what they do best, and that is finding everything that's online and letting you know what it is. And in many cases, that's great because we want to know where is 
my local Walmart <laughs> and they can say, it's right here. Where can I go buy certain things? But they can also say, where can I find information about so-and-so, this missionary who is in this country right now that, they, that they're working undercover? What can I find out about that person? And Google does a good job of saying, here's what all, everything I know. Well, <clears throat> that's the world we live in. That's part of the answer. Uh, the other part of the answer is, yeah, you got to be careful of what you post online. Missionaries in particular, churches in particular, need, need to be careful about that, about what we're, what we're putting out there. We, we should be more responsible in protecting people's names and changing names and, and, and places. A friend of mine said, we were, I was asking him, can, we, can I publish some of these stories that I'm hearing? Because some of these stories are, are incredible. And he said, my rule of thumb is, if you, if you mention the name, don't mention the place. Or if you mention the place, don't mention the name. Or swap them. You know, give a, give a fictitious name or place for that. With MySpace, yeah, that place is crazy. I, I have an account, and it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, mostly because I would say a lot of it is because of, of immaturity of what people want to share. Um, there are lots of problems. Uh, lots of people sharing a lot of things that they shouldn't be sharing. How do we address that? I don't think that's an internet problem. I think that's a you know it's a moral, parental uh, type of role. That it's the same problem. What, what are they sharing? Um, you know, when a kid goes into his classroom, what are the things that he's sharing there? He he or she is sharing in the classroom with their friends. The only difference is now their friends have become stalkers, uh, and they don't they don't know that. So, gosh, it, yeah, you just have to be careful with that. With blogs, you have a it's the same situation. You're still posting what you want to post. Um, but yeah, you have to be careful. A friend, I was helping a friend of mine get a blog set up one time, and, and I made the comment. I said, she said, what do, I, what do I write about? And I said, for me, when I write about it, it's kind of like if I'm going to send an email to several of my friends, I'm going to carbon copy this or, or CC this to the entire world. That's a blog. That's a blog post. It's an email that I've sent to everyone in the world. So if it's something I don't want everyone in the world to know about, it makes a lot of sense not to let the world know about it. So there are, yeah, there are some blogs that you can set up that are, are private. You have to log in and, and that type of thing, password protected. But uh, that's, that's all good theories. Um, the best way to make sure there's nothing online about about you that can be found is to make sure there's nothing online. You can put it behind a lock, but you know Yahoo just had to turn over all sorts of um, information to the Chinese government. Uh, you know, it was all stuff that it was all private, but Yahoo owned it. But the Chinese government got upset about it, and they said, "Well, what's we want the information?" And Yahoo said, "Well, we'll uh, we'll let you have it because." We like the idea of making lots of money here in here in China. So, gotta be careful. But yeah, information that has been posted online uh, can still be found, even if it's been taken down. Um, Google saves a lot of that information. What the what the lifespan of that is, I don't I don't know. But you're you're right. Um, if you know, this is on our ministry website. We're talking about who we are, who we're associated with, what we're doing, 
And if God called us to go to a closed country where, where this information could put our lives in jeopardy, we're in trouble. I mean, that's the bottom line. But um, should that stop us from from being authentic and sharing what we what is safe to share now? My personal opinion is, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and go ahead and post this. If God were to call us to go to a closed country and, and be a minister, then, well, I'm going to trust God that he's going to take care of that stuff. I'll do what I can of, of ripping stuff down or changing my identity or become, you know, whatever it is that we need to do. But And, yeah, I would, I would certainly my blogging uh, content would change quite dramatically. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's part of, again, that's part of the, the age we're in. It, it, the Internet makes it makes it easier for information like this to be found. So we do have to be careful. I mean, I'm not, suge- I'm not trying to suggest either that we just, we just blog about it, you know, just blab everything. <laughs> it's one nice thing about the word blog. It's kind of like blab. You know, it's just blabbing everything out to everybody. Well, you got to be careful what you share. And you got to be willing to deal with the consequences if you if you share things. You know, it's like uh, having relationships with with people, and you got to know who you're talking to before you share certain things with them. You know, they you may share something with some people, and they take it and and abuse that information and share it with someone else that they should they shouldn't be talking to. Well, does that mean we stop talking to that person totally? Well, what are the consequences? Online, it's not very different. That's that's all my point is. It's not very different. Things, it's just accelerated. Things are more open. Things are more accelerated online. Yeah, you can censor people who are who are leaving comments. With all the all the blog software that I've seen, there's different options that you can have for when someone leaves a comment. Mine right now are set so that if someone brand new has left a comment, someone for the first time has left a comment on one of my blogs, it, I get an email because that that comment has been put into moderation, and I go and check. Is this a lot of that's really to protect us from spammers because spammers are just going nuts trying to put all sorts of Viagra links in there. I don't know why they think. I need that, but they do. They really, they, they're desperate to get it to me. And um, so I'm just telling them, you know, I'm not going to post your information because I don't think anyone else wants is coming to my site to try to find that. Uh, so, yeah, I can monitor that. I can stop that. And if I feel like, yeah, you're someone who is not a spammer and, and a contributor to the conversation, I can set your status to be feel free. As soon as you post, it, it goes up. Uh, I could also set it so that no one can actually you can even set blog posts so that no one can leave a comment on this post at all. Uh, I don't see much of a reason to do that, but you can turn comments completely off. Some of them like blogger have things where you have to prove you're a human when you when you leave a comment by type they give you you've probably seen it before a little picture with numbers or letters and you have to type in those and to submit it through. So yeah, there's different ways. Now, along those lines, my uncle is a is a is a uh, blogger, and he ran into a problem. 
where this other guy was coming in and leaving comments and being very disruptive and calling names and slandering and doing all sorts of just bad stuff. And so what I ended up doing, I was talking to my uncle and said, what I would suggest is creating a, another post to say, these are the rules for leaving comments on my blog. You won't do this, you won't do that, you know, I'll let these go through and all that kind of thing. If you violate these, here are the steps I'm going to take. One is I'm going to email you and say this wasn't good, you know, don't do this again. Uh, if I have to email, if that email bounces, I'm banning you, you're out, um, because you're, you're just causing trouble. If it was just an innocent thing, you know, that's fine, we'll take care of it. If you keep doing it, then eventually I'll ban you. Post that, leave it, leave it up there, and, and then he also turned it, turned the comments off so that every comment had to be moderated. You know, he said, you know, it's your blog, you, you decide what you want to do. Some, you could leave it wide open, uh, or you can, you can moderate everything, or you can do kind of the hybrid, which is what I do, is uh, when someone comes in for the first time, I don't know who they are, and I say, yeah, they're fine, or no, they're not, and let it go from there. So that's, that's another way to, to be able to handle that. So you can have a little bit of control over, over your blog and, and the content, the people coming in. Because I have also heard from a lawyer, I haven't been able to get this typed up, but um, let's, say, let's say I have a blog, and Tom, I'm gonna pick on Tom, he comes in causing trouble, and he starts slandering uh, Mark Bates. Who can Mark sue if he, if he wanted to? He can sue both of us, because I provided the vehicle for him to do that. And on one hand, I'm thinking, wait, that's not my fault. <laughs> Tom did it, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I allowed it to go through. Exactly. And I didn't take any, any precautions or anything like that to, to, to ward that off. So because of that, um, that's, that's the route that, that we're taking. And actually, in Campus Crusade, we're working through some of this terms of service, terms of use types of things for blogs and trying to encourage people to, to, to stick by these and use it. And just best practices. And like one practice, if you open up a blog, you may have to go to the settings and say, email me every time a comment goes up. For one, you want to know what the conversation is so you can keep up with it. But for two, someone may leave a comment on a post way back, months ago. Well, that could be a spammer. <laughs> and so when you get the email, you know to delete it and not worry about it. But someone might be picking up an old conversation and wanting to start that conversation again. And so you can go and interact with them. So you need to have that, that email. Because otherwise, uh, if someone comments on something months ago, you're, there's a good chance you're not going to notice. You're not going to go back and, and see it. I don't have anything right now for uh, for comments, but I do have a disclaimer that uh, it's kind of silly. It just says you know, the views and opinions represented here are not necessarily those of of Campus Crusade, of Clemson alumni, of web marketers, of uh, people with red hair. You know, just they're they're mine. <laughs> you know. So I, I try to have a little bit of fun with it, but yeah, I have I have a disclaimer for content, but not for the commenters. I read I read an interesting interview one time with a, a spammer, 
the comment spammer and he and he said as much as I hated it he said when you leave the door open to leave a comment you're asking me to put any kind of content you want me to put on your website I have no problem this is what he says I have no problem putting on onto your website anything posting to porn to pills to anything because you have asked me to put whatever I want to on there and I thought that gummit he's right but we can stop him <laughs> you know but he but in principle he's he's right because we're opening the door but I don't want to close the door to stop ministry from happening you know I think we have to learn the balances between the two how do we how do we protect ourselves from the bad guys and how do we minister to the guys who are actually wanting to be wanting to have conversations how do we minister to them don't throw the baby out with the bathwater anything else any other comments or questions or so who's going to start a blog today um disappointed that's okay uh but go to uh, orangejack.com uh this afternoon the notes will be up there all the links and everything for how to how to ways to subscribe to blogs you know there's some tutorials on there how, how to subscribe to blogs and and use this rss technology and, and learn about how to keep up with conversations all the links to these different things that i have in here will be up there this presentation it will be up there this mp3 uh, i've been told will be available to to me tonight so i'll be able to put that in there also the notes will go up before the mp3 um, so that's it that's, that's i'm sorry oh orange see i had said i said i wasn't going to answer that unless someone asked orange jack <clears throat> yeah what do you think it means what are, what are some thoughts florida oranges my hair okay Clemson any other thoughts I had one person ask me if it was a, um, a mixed drink with orange schnapps and Jack Daniels no um, in 99 I think is when I started I started having our own website and and I wanted our own domain name but Rob Williams uh, the generic name that it is was already taken and didn't really want Rob and Patricia Williams or anything long like that so I thought you know what? I'm just gonna come up with something different and so I said I'm gonna start with a color well, what's what's my favorite color well it's orange uh, because of my alma mater Clemson and Patricia's alma mater is Virginia Tech and they use orange also so we both like orange I said all right good we're gonna start with orange now let me think of the first inanimate object I can think of and a jack came into my head it's kind of like Ghostbusters you know don't think of anything <laughs> you know and he thinks of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to come destroy uh, New York City well that's kind of what I did I just thought a jack and I thought hey well that can be a little logo I can sure so I went and I said hey look at that no one's thought of buying orangejack.com I wonder why so I got it and that's it that's that's the true story. There's nothing, nothing significant about it. Someone asked me, "What's the real significance behind that?" I said, "Nothing. It's completely random. 
I just, that's, that's all. But people remember it, and it gave us a cool little logo. A jack that's colored orange. <laughs> How about that? I have played with a, 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 the playing card jack, and I've turned it turned it orange and, and took the heart off of it and put little orange jacks on it. And so it's like the orange of jacks, or I don't know how you'd say it, but uh, I like this logo better. Bob, did you have one more thing? or Okay, okay. well, thanks for coming. Um, that used up our time. Well done. <laughs>